At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Today is the fart heard round the world. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. <clears throat> if you missed that story, it's a good one. We'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry. It's a, and No, I, that is not a veiled reference to impeachment. Although it is kind of like a wet fart watching impeachment. But we will get to the situation that I have titled the stream after. Because it did actually happen. And we will talk about it a little bit later on in the program. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors, Second Amendment Arms and Range. And who doesn't want an intro into your sponsor that way? Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. Of course, mention me. Get half off your range time. Again, secondamendmentarms.net. Okay, so impeachment is happening. What is this, officially day three, I guess? All right, so all of the star witnesses who have come forward in the first couple of days, uh, one of them perjured themselves twice, at least, that we know of, uh, and had previously perjured themselves while simultaneously admitting the president had not committed any crime. The first two on day one both admitted the president hadn't committed any crime. All three of them admitted to not actually having been on the phone call, heard the phone call, or having any direct knowledge related to the phone call anyway, so they wouldn't even be able to testify to that. So we're here with day three, where we have an individual who did hear the phone call, right? So we actually have somebody there who heard the phone call. And what did he say? Uh, president didn't break any laws. <laughs> the Democrats are a mess right now. What's funny is watching people try and pick and and choose little snippets of what happened and try and say that this proves that somehow there was a crime committed, which, of course, there was not. Cue my audio, please. I'm just going to play for you a couple of the clips today, okay? I want you to listen to all of this. As you already probably know, suddenly, miraculously, out of nowhere... Nancy Pelosi has this press conference the other day, and she says, look, the president committed bribery on this phone call with the Ukraine. Now, we all read the transcript of of the, the phone call. There was no bribery. But she says, the Constitution says you can't commit bribery. This is an impeachable offense. Bribery, 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 bribery. So here is Representative Ratcliffe destroying the entire narrative of bribery, which you've never heard before Nancy Pelosi had that press conference, which is why everybody went, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? This hasn't been about bribery the entire time. Nobody has said anything about bribery. So I just want you to listen to Representative Ratcliffe kind of take this. Now, this is a longer clip than I usually play, but I want you to pay close attention to it because it's important. The other clips I have for you are like 30 seconds, so they'll be easy ones for you to follow along. But pay very close attention to this if you're... In the middle of a conference call, hang up. If you are in your cubicle and your boss is around, um, turn the volume up or put your headphones in so that way you know you don't get in trouble. 
If you're in a position to brainwash the people around you with facts, please turn the volume up so they can hear this. In a press conference last Thursday, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said that President Trump committed the impeachable offense of bribery uh, evidenced in his July 25th call transcript with President Zelensky. In concert with that, multiple Democratic members of this committee gave TV and radio interviews over this past week discussing how the president's conduct supported his impeachment for committing bribery. All of which struck me as very odd because for the longest time this was all about quid pro quo according to the whistleblower complaint. But after witness after witness began saying there was no quid pro quo or even that quid pro quo was not even possible, we saw a shift from the Democrats. They briefly started to refer to the president's conduct on the July 25th call as extortion. And now it shifted again last week to bribery. Ms. Williams, um, you used the word unusual to describe the president's uh, call last, uh, on July 25th. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman used the word inappropriate and proper. Now, I've word searched each of your transcripts and the word bribery or bribe doesn't appear anywhere in that. Ms. Williams, you didn't, you've never used the word bribery or bribe to uh, explain President Trump's conduct, correct? No, sir. Colonel Vindman, you haven't either. That is correct. The problem is, in an impeachment inquiry that the Speaker of the House says is all about bribery, where bribery is the impeachable offense, no witness has used the word bribery to describe President Trump's conduct. None of them. These aren't all of the deposition transcripts. These are just the 10 that have been released. Six weeks of witness interviews in this impeachment inquiry, hundreds of hours of testimony, thousands of questions asked, thousands of answers given. The number of times that witnesses have been asked any question about whether or not President Trump's conduct constituted bribery before Ambassador Yovanovitch was asked by my colleague, Congressman Stewart, last Thursday, is zero. The number of times witnesses have used the word bribery or bribe to describe President Trump's conduct in the last six weeks of this inquiry is zero. In fact, in these 3,500 pages of sworn deposition testimony and just these 10 transcripts released thus far, the word bribery appears in these 3,500 pages exactly one time. And ironically, it appears not in a description of President Trump's alleged conduct, it appears in a description of Vice President Biden's alleged conduct. This is important because as early as next week, my Democratic colleagues are gonna say, we need to vote on the evidence from this impeachment inquiry, on the impeachment of the president for bribery. And they're gonna send a report to the Judiciary Committee and because there's more Democrats than Republicans, it's gonna likely pass. And when that happens, the American people need to be clear that when the Democrats, what they are describing as bribery, not a single witness is describing as bribery. We've heard many times in the course of this proceeding that the facts of the president are not in dispute. But the American people are asking if the facts are the same, 
why do the crimes that the president is being accused of keep changing? Why do we go from quid pro quo to extortion now to bribery? Chairman Nunes told you the answer. The answer is polling. Washington Times asked Americans what would be the most damning accusation? And it didn't come back quid pro quo, it didn't come back extortion, it came back bribery. So this case is all about bribery. Look, it's bad enough that the Democrats have forbidden White House lawyers from participating in this proceeding. It's hard enough to defend yourself without your lawyers present. But what's even worse is trying to defend yourself against an accusation that keeps changing in the middle of the proceeding. If Democrats accuse the president of a high crime or impeachable offense, he at least ought to know which one it is. And when Speaker Pelosi says this is all about bribery, she's promised us evidence of bribery that would be compelling and overwhelming. And instead, it's invisible. I yield back. Ms. Sewell. Okay, so there's Radcliffe. He's pointing out that you have... Never, not once, heard anything about bribery in this entire process. Nobody's asked any questions about bribery. Nobody has, uh, none of the witnesses have said anything about bribery. The president's never been accused about bribery until Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, well, bribery is against the Constitution and it's in the Constitution. That's what the president is on trial for, which, of course, has never come up before. And we don't have any evidence of bribery anyway. And Radcliffe is pointing out that the only reason that bribery is even coming up now is because the Democrats polled it. And because they pulled it, all of a sudden it becomes an issue. So I thought that was a very interesting take on all of this. There's a lot more to cover. We got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. No surprise, yesterday's live stream on YouTube got banned by YouTube. So if you want to go watch yesterday's show, go to twitch.tv slash Casey, the host. So really what we end up finding out is that if you want to actually watch it live as we broadcast, YouTube is the most popular platform. But if you want to watch it after the live broadcast is done with, you've got to go to twitch.tv slash Casey, the host in order to get that. Um, luckily, we have uh, super fans and big time helpers out there, predominantly Alex on the live stream, who cuts clips from the show and he posts them on a separate YouTube channel, which just has various clips of parts of the show. And I have that on my YouTube channel as um, I, I, I bring those into the YouTube channel, linking to them in a, a playlist. So if you just want little snippets of the show, you can go ahead and do it that way as well from my YouTube channel, at Casey the Host. All right, so, and we are live streaming on both platforms right now. Talking about the impeachment stuff today, I'm going to be playing various bits of audio for everybody. I did put on Facebook that I hope the Democrats have stock and flex tape because all of the holes in their boat, the USS impeachment is sinking pretty darn quickly. So now you've got, um, you've got this situation with Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who's had a lot of problems. We've already told you a bunch of stuff about Vindman, okay? So you've got Vindman, who was with the uh, National Security Council. Remember, there's that fake news about him being removed from the National Security Council. He was not being removed uh, by President Trump as punishment or anything like that. But the question of President Trump releasing the transcripts, okay, which threw a wrench in this entire thing. What Democrats have been trying to do is say, well, he really didn't release the transcripts. That's a summary of the phone call, but it's the official summary of the phone call. Um, now, why did he move some of the other documents to the secured server? 
Well, if you've been following the president's tenure, every one of his phone calls with foreign leaders keeps getting leaked to the public. You've got calls to various foreign leaders, Australia and other nations and things like that. They keep getting leaked to the public. And then the president has to deal with that. That's a national security issue. Those are classified phone calls. Any phone call between the president and a foreign leader are classified. Okay, They are not supposed to be released to the public. They are automatically at the origin of their creation classified. And people have been leaking them to the media. Now, we have some ideas about who some of those people are, including Charamella being one of them. Vinman is the other one. A lot of people believe that Vinman is the one of the big phone call leakers because he is on these phone calls. So what the president did is he put these phone calls now on a secure server so a smaller group of people would have access to them, which, by the way, included Vindman. Okay, so he still had access to them as well. This is not unprecedented. This is not anything that is brand new. But Democrats have tried to make the case to the uninformed that this is somehow hiding something. So this is Vindman answering a question about that and saying it's not unprecedented. This happens all the time. Cue my audio, please. Did you ultimately learn where the call record uh, was put? Uh, I understood that it was being segregated into a separate system, uh, separate secure system. Why, why would it be put on a separate secure system? This is uh, definitely not unprecedented, but uh, at times... Uh, you, if you want to limit access to a smaller group of folks, you put it on the secure system uh, to ensure that a smaller group of people with access to the secure system have it. Duh. And again, people kept leaking phone calls that he had with world leaders. So what he started doing is he started taking those phone calls and he started putting them on the secure system where you're less likely to have leaks, which is also called um, a very prudent national security move. Okay. So now here's Jim Jordan. So Vindman admitted in the opening statement that that he prepared in which he claimed to be the principal advisor to the president of Ukraine, which is not true. So now Vindman has lied. Okay, Um, He was forced to admit earlier today that he has never spoken to the president, not even one time. But Jim Jordan continues just nuking all sorts of stuff which involves Adam Schiff. I want you to listen to this, this uh, testimony now. Das Kent and one other indi- uh, person. And you're not willing to tell us who that other individual is? Mr. I, Chairman, I, point I, of order. Mr. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, point of order. The gentleman suspend, counsel. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, I would ask you Block. to enforce the, uh, the rule Block. with regard to the disclosure, with regard to the uh, intelligence officer. Uh, thank you, Council. You know, as I indicated before, this committee will not be used to out the whistleblower. Um, that same uh, Mr. Chairman, can, necessity can you, can you of protection the time so I don't lose the will time. Persist. Uh, you are recognized again, Mr. Jordan. Okay, before I continue with this, let me explain to you what's happening. Vinman is on the phone call with the president in, in the Ukraine. He gets he gets off of that. He immediately runs and talks to another individual. They are discussing that at the beginning of this clip. And so Representative Jordan said, and you're not willing to tell us who that other individual was. And so at this point, Vinman's lawyer steps in and says, we're not going to out the whistleblower. And then Adam Schiff says, we're not going to out the whistleblower. And now is where Jim Jordan catches them in their deception. Have a listen. 
Mr. Chairman, I don't see how this is outing the whistleblower. The, the witness has testified in his deposition that he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. You have said, even though no one believes you, you have said you don't know who the whistleblower is. So how is this outing the whistleblower to, to, to find out who this individual is? Jordan, uh, this is your time for questioning. You can use it any way you like, but what? your question should be addressed to the and witness. I'd like to... And your question should not be addressed to trying to out the whistleblower. Well, okay, okay. Uh, Colonel Vindman, there's another thing Mr. Morrison told us in his deposition. He said he was not concerned about the call itself. He said there was nothing illegal or improper on the call, but he was concerned about the call leaking, the contents of the call leaking. Excuse he, me. he said this, he was concerned how it would play out in Washington's polarized environment, how the contents would be used in Washington's political process. Excuse Mr. Me. Morrison was right. Excuse me, Mr. Jordan, could I get a page? Page 44. Thank Mr. You. Morrison was right. The call leaks. The whistleblower goes to Chairman Schiff, staff. Then he runs off to the lawyer, the same lawyer who said in January of 2017 the coup has started against President Trump. The one thing the Democrats didn't, one thing they didn't count on, one thing they didn't count on was the president releasing the call transcript and letting us all see what he said. They didn't count on that. Transcript shows no linkage. The two individuals on the call have both said no pressure, no pushing, no linkage, but security assistance dollars to an investigation. Ms. Williams, after the call on the 25th, we know that Colonel Dimon talked to several people. After the call on the 25th, how many people did you talk to about the call? I did not speak to anybody about the call. Didn't speak to anybody? No. I yield back. Okay, now, here's the thing. We know that Vindman spoke with somebody. Okay, we know that. That isn't in dispute. Vindman has basically admitted that. So, all Representative Jordan was saying is, are you willing to tell us who that individual is? And then immediately, his lawyer and Adam Schiff go, stop trying to out the whistleblower. Well, are you guys saying that that's the whistleblower? Because you say you don't know who the whistleblower is. Vindman says he doesn't know who the whistleblower is, so how is telling me that the individual that he spoke to after that phone call, that he can't tell me who that is, how can you say that that's outing the whistleblower if he doesn't know that that's the whistleblower and you don't know that that's the whistleblower? How can we assume that he was speaking to the whistleblower at that time? Pretty good question, don't you think? Representative Zeldin on, on uh, Twitter. If Adam Schiff and Lieutenant Colonel Vindman don't know who the whistleblower is, how could they know... That naming the one person that Lieutenant Colonel Vindman spoke to in the intelligence community without the whistleblower. Exactly. Which means they must know that that is the whistleblower. So they get caught in their deception. He keeps laying traps. I mean, Representative Jordan, he keeps laying traps for them and they keep falling for it every single time. Also today... Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman admitted to lying and fabricating an official report. We'll get to that next on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. So if you're watching the live stream, you have witnessed something very interesting happen. I can no longer hear out of my left ear. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. It is like dead on that side of my head right now, and I don't quite know what that means. Um, the last person I know of that that happened to them was Rush Limbaugh, so this will be interesting. 
My right side appears to be okay. I've got nothing. Okay, it's like kind of tinny now. I'm getting a little bit back. I'm just, I'm hoping it's just water in there, but keep an eye on that. So if you're watching the live stream, you probably just witnessed me going deaf. And <laughs> if you didn't watch it, you can go back and watch it later, I guess. Uh, Casey, I was in the Navy. When there were holes in the boat, you might hear abandoned shift. LOL, LOL, LOL. That was a funny, that's the text of the day already. All right, we got that. Uh, Casey, will all of these liars be prosecuted? No, they won't, because the only people who get prosecuted for lying to anybody, even if it was an honest mistake and it wasn't actually a lie, are people associated with the Trump campaign slash administration. Those are the only people who face any repercussions from this. We already know that Yovanovitch lied in the basement hearing, and then she was called as a witness, and then she lied two more times. We got Vindman admitting that he's lied now. We'll get to that here in just a second, but first... I've got to tell you about our friends over at Second Amendment Arms and Range. Don't forget, tomorrow's Wednesday. Kids shoot free every Wednesday with a shooting parent. And, uh, of course, you get discounts when you mention me anyway. When you go out there, start thinking about gift accounts. There's not a lot of things that are better stocking stuffers than ammo. I'm going to say this again, slowly, for some of you out there who don't quite understand the appeal of this, because I know that there's a bunch of people, probably guys, not all the time, but probably guys looking at their their lady and going, ammo, that's what I want. I want ammo. And them going, that's not really a good gift. Maybe I'll get them a nice card. It, okay, they don't want the card. Get them the ammo. <laughs> just, just get him the ammo. If you are uncomfortable getting him the ammo, get him a gift account at Second Amendment Arms and Range, and then he can go get the ammo that he wants. How about that? Okay? Just trust me on this. I, I fought women about this, in particular my mom, happy birthday mom, about this my entire life where I tell her what I want. She goes, that's not a good gift. The heck it isn't. I want this. <laughs> okay, so just do yourself a favor. If you want hugs and kisses this holiday season, ladies, get them ammo. All right? Guys, I'm going to tell you how you get hugs and kisses a little bit later on, but that involves uh, a little bit higher price point. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Somebody sent me a text message earlier. This is about 34 minutes ago. I didn't get to it because I was planning on talking about in the second portion of this. Rush signed off today saying that Morrison wanted Vindman off any calls because he suspected Vindman had leaked President Trump's calls with the Mexican president and the Australian prime minister. Okay? Now, This is what they're referring to, Uh, and I'll get into Vindman making these things up here in just a second. Senator Johnson sent a letter to Congress accusing Lieutenant Colonel Vindman of illegally leaking contents of Trump's call and holding a duplicitous motive. Chairman of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs, Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, don't you know, blasted Lieutenant Colonel Vindman in an 11-page letter written to ranking members of the House Intel Committee, Devin Nunez, and Representative Jordan. Okay, Senator Johnson wrote that congressman, wrote the congressman a letter to provide his first-hand information and perspective on events relevant to the impeachment inquiry. Johnson traveled to Ukraine with Special Envoy Kurt Volker spoke to Ukrainian President Zelensky in person and spoke to President Trump about the hold on military aid. Unlike all of the witnesses that Schiff has dragged in to testify using fourth-hand information, this guy actually spoke with everybody involved. Okay, None of these other witnesses so far have talked with anybody associated with the call. By the way, Vindman never spoke to the president. 
Johnson clearly stated there was no link between the hold on U.S. military aid to the Ukraine in exchange for Ukraine investigating the Biden crime family. He did, however, suggest Vindman was behind the leaks outside his chain of command. We already know that Vindman violated the chain of command. Okay, We already know that. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman showed up to his impeachment testimony wearing his military dress. Alexander Vindman, one of Schiff's star witnesses and a left-wing hack, according to the author of this particular uh, article, testified to the House Intel Committee that he thought the president was wrong in his policy with Ukraine. Now, remember, Vindman also said that he felt that the president was viol- was somehow uh, what is it, violating uh, U.S. foreign policy. Now, who sets foreign policy? The president of the United States does. It is impossible for the president to violate foreign policy. Now, today, Vindman clarified that and said the president sets foreign policy, not unelected bureaucrats. But we had to have him bring it up again. So, yes, people have thought that Vindman was the leaker for some time and have tried to have him removed. Okay, so now Alexander Vindman today admitted that he made up parts of the Trump call summary. President Trump underscored the unwavering support of the United States for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity within its international recognized borders and expressed his commitment to work together with President-elect Zelensky and the Ukrainian people to implement reforms that strengthen democracy, increase prosperity, and root out corruption. But Vindman clarified during his testimony today that the president did not bring up the topic of rooting out corruption during the phone call, but he included it in his summary of the call anyway. Why? Why would you fabricate that entire thing? When asked by the Democratic Council about whether the summary he wrote was false, Vindman hesitated. That's not entirely accurate, but I'm not sure that I would describe it as false. It was consistent with U.S. policy, Vindman said. So we've got Vindman going outside of the chain of command. We've got Vindman falsifying summaries of phone calls. Okay, We've got Vindman, um, who has been accused of being a leaker numerous times. We have Vindman saying and admitting that he spoke with somebody in the intelligence community But Schiff and Vindman's lawyer, nobody wants anybody to know who that individual is because they know it's the whistleblower, uh, but they can't know it's the whistleblower because they all say that they don't know who the whistleblower is. There's a whole bunch of problems with Vindman. Tons. Okay? He's a liar. That's what we know about Vindman is that he's a liar. Uh, So we've got all of these, but we've got a couple of other things. Uh, The National Security Council attempted to remove Vindman. They were blocked by... I'll I'll tell you that in just a minute. I'll tell you who blocked them. Vindman was... There was an attempt to remove him by the National Security Council officials, and it was blocked by somebody. And you're going to recognize some of the names that I'm going to bring up. And uh, just so you know, it has nothing to do with Trump. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I let that music go too long. Let's see how quick YouTube takes my live stream down today. I think I'm at three days in a row. Three days in a row that they pulled the live stream. Mm-hmm. Good thing is I am going to be able to get some adult beverages tonight because I'm going to Bruno's Provaco in Elkhart, which I hope you will go as well. Today's my mom's birthday, so I just us. I'm taking mom to dinner at Bruno's Provaco tonight. And I hope that you will also go to Bruno's Probaco. Here's the thing. Bruno's Probaco on Tuesday, half off wood-fired pizzas tonight. 
So if you've got uh, a hankering for some pizza, some amazing pizza, of course, we already know that Bruno's knows how to make pizza. Um, half off wood fire pizzas today at Bruno's Probaco. So make sure you head on over there again. Bruno's Probaco is on County Road 16. They are attached to the Bruno's over there. So, um, again, they're owned by the same the same family. And some people have asked me if they're different. No, they're owned by the same family. It's just that Perbaco is on the left and Bruno's is on the right. Perbaco also does the wood-fired pizzas in-house. Bruno's obviously does their pizzas uh, next door. So it's the same family, but they're technically two different two different restaurants uh, tied to the same building. And Perbaco is a really great place. Phenomenal food. Uh, obviously, big plate Italian family-style food. Uh, it's really, really good. The desserts you absolutely cannot beat. And they're just phenomenal people over there. And like I said, it's a great place you can take your family and hang out, have some great food. If you're just looking to go have some drinks, they've got a really comfortable bar, very talented bartenders over there. And if, I don't know if she's working tonight, but if you're ever there and Brandy is there, and look for the uh, the lady that has the tattoos and, and things like that. She's she's Brandy. She makes the best Bloody Mary that my wife and I have ever had. So, again, that is at Bruno's Perbaco Half-Off Wood-Fired Pizzas tonight. I will be there with me mom for her birthday. Go to brunosperbaco.com. You can make your reservations, order catering, whatever you want to do there. So, again, brunosperbaco.com. They're on County Road 16 in Elkhart. Okay, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Okay, so we're talking about Alexander Vindman. Uh, Volker is testifying right now. Ambassador Volker, he's he's testifying. But um, the National Security Council, some officials actually attempted to remove Vindman, but they were prevented from doing so. Uh huh. Uh, Jesse Waters, out of the White House, human resources leader who kept the NSC's Alex Vindman on on after others in the White House thought that he was leaking classified information from the Trump White House. Both Vindman and the HR representative by the name of Letitia Lewis were holdovers from the Obama administration. Oh, shocker. Paul Sperry, who is the investigative reporter for Real Clear Investigations, by the way, he's got a long history in investigative reporting. Um, He went out there. He's the one that outed Chairmella. Okay. So officially in the press. His name was out there before Paul Sperry's article, but Paul Sperry's the one that officialized it, okay? Paul Sperry noted uh, this morning that an HR representative in the White House kept Alex Vindman in the White House after complaints of his being a leaker. The HR lady who kept Vindman on uh, was named by Stephanie Grisham and Jesse Waters uh, in an interview. So Stephanie Grisham, the White House press secretary, named Letitia uh, Letitia Lewis, as the person who kept Vinman on in spite of the fact that people suspected that he had been leaking these phone calls to the press. And, of course, we know that Vinman has been leaking these phone calls to the press for some time now. Uh, I just went over Senator Johnson's letter to get him removed uh, as the suspected leaker. Now, something else that happened, too, this involves Charmella because Vinman spoke to Charmella excuse me, allegedly spoke to Charamella, a.k.a. Charlie the Leaker, uh, the whistleblower, what have you. Steve Bannon, when he was with the Trump administration, tried to get Eric Charamella removed from the National Security Council in 2017. And he was rebuffed. So Charamella stayed on. Charamella, of course, has been leaking information 
um, and is the so-called whistleblower. Isn't that interesting that you have individuals in the Trump administration going back to 2017 who tried to get two leakers removed from the White House and they were prevented from doing so. And now that has led to this. Isn't that interesting? Again, we have to go back to Cheramella's lawyer who said in 2017, the coup is on. The coup has started. According to investigative reporter Paul Sperry, one person's name keeps coming up in the impeachment hearings that fits the description of the whistleblower, Eric Cheramella. Uh, 33-year-old Cheramella is a registered Democrat, worked for Obama, worked for Biden, worked for CIA Director Brennan. He's a vocal critic of Trump and has helped initiate the Russia collusion hoax. We've got information tying him to all of that. Uh, Cheramella's identity was an open secret in the D.C. swamp, according to Paul Sperry. Uh, Cheramella is a CIA officer who specializes in Russia and Ukraine, who detailed, who was detailed to work in the National Security Council under Susan Rice in 2015. He was then moved to the West Wing in 2017 to fill a vacancy where he was able to see and read everything. Uh, of course, we now know that Bannon, in an interview, uh, said that when he was in the White House in 2017, he was involved in an effort to remove an intelligence officer suspected of being the Trump whistleblower from the National Security Council due to concerns about leaks. Isn't that interesting? And that, of course, was Cheramella. So you've got two individuals at the NSC who are leaking anti-Trumpers, part of the coup, who are attempted to be removed, but were rebuffed. Exactly. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel and live streaming on YouTube and Twitch.